first that I ever went into Bankshire. I was 15 when I first went in and then I went in a few times, I think like three times between 15 and 16. They do like strip searches and all this shit which is fucking horrible. I'm Gabby and this is my story from the inside. Bankshire Hill Juvenile Detention Centre has been cycling through crisis and recovery for a long period of time and its failure to effectively rehabilitate young people is clear, with more than half the sentenced youths in WA re-offending within just 12 months. In 2013-2014, it cost over half a billion dollars, 615 million to be exact, to keep Western Australian prisoners in custody. There are better solutions than spending this much money on low-level offenders. There are more cost-effective measures to prevent crime from happening in the first place by meeting the needs of young people who are struggling through homelessness, addiction and mental illness before they end up in the justice system. I was a pretty angry kid, like my dad left and then shit at home wasn't that great and then shit at school wasn't that great. So I had sort of nowhere to go where things were good for me. I was a bit of a troublemaker. I was, I was always getting suspended. Yeah, always getting into fights because I got bullied all the time. I had like one person, she started a fight with me bloody uh, called me mentally retarded or something and then like tried to trip me and then I like sort of lost my shit after months of her bullying me and we're in sport class and I like sort of got her against the fence and she tried to rip my hair out and then I ended up picking a baseball bat up. She ran off, my sport teacher tackled me and then I ended up breaking his ribs. I was like year seven, year six maybe. I moved out when I was like 15, 14, 15. Basically just like when I was a kid, shit would just hit the fan all the time. And yeah, like there was a few incidences, like mum threw a plate at me and I shut the door just in time. <laughs> um, yeah, like I got thrown around by my older brother a lot cause he was like 10 times bigger than me. So the time I moved out, he put me in a headlock and I couldn't breathe. And my mum said she wasn't trying to trip me, but I feel like she did. She took my feet from underneath me and I nearly broke my neck and I ended up leaving. I went to a bunch of different mates' houses. I was sort of like just going everywhere. Just wherever I could sleep, I'd sleep. Cricket nets were always the best place to sleep because you'd always know if someone was climbing up, trying to steal your stuff or something. <laughs> just sort of like lay awake most nights. I felt so alone, like there was no one there was no one helping me for a long time there and I just sort of learnt to fend for myself and did what I had to do to survive. It was pretty bad. I was getting into fights all the time. I'd be swearing at teachers. I'd be walking out of class, wagging all the time, just walking around the school running amok. But, like, student services and stuff like that, like, you'd tell them what was going on and stuff, but they didn't really care. I left school at the end of year 10 because I got into a fight. She elbowed me in the face. I blacked out and beat the shit out of her and then the police came to the school for me.
first that I ever went into Bankshire. They do like strip searches and all this shit, which is fucking horrible. When you first go to the unit, it's like you get up at like 7.30 and 7 o'clock in the morning. They get you out of your cell. They flip your whole cell. Then you go back in your cell, you shower, get dressed. And then they literally like watch you shower. It's horrible. And then they put you in this cell and they leave you there for ages. Come out for breakfast and then you go to school. I just didn't care anymore. I was just like, fuck this world. This world's so fucked up. So like, what's the point? Why should I try? And I used to like act out. And then I'd end up getting dropped on the floor, putting handcuffs. I'd fold my legs up, like put all their body weight on me and then get dragged to like MPU cells or like ob cells, like they're hell isolated up in a different building. I'd been up there for a couple of days before. I'd been up there for a couple of hours. It just really depends on what you do. There was one time I got put up there and I just like lost my shit and I just punched into these. I got like these windows. They're like reinforced windows and you can't break them. But like punched into it for like hours and I ended up putting blood all over the cell. Um, and then they ended up having a, getting me to have a psych evaluation through the little hatch in my cell. So I had like these random people asking me all these questions about my life and like what, if I'm angry and all this shit through a little hatch in a cell. I was in there for about three months and I don't know, I just sort of got used to it after a while, became normal to me. got to the point when I was about 17, I sort of realised, like, well, I can't keep living like this, you know? Like, so at the start of this year, I ended up going to rehab, getting my shit together. I ended up getting sent to see the mental health nurse. And, um, yeah, she was really lovely. She, like, seemed to really care and she listened to me. And then, like, yeah, it was, it was really good. Like, she just, she generally gave a shit. I'm 10 times better off than I was. Like, I was using meth, I was using heroin, I was using pills, I was using everything under the sun. Half the time I took shit and I didn't even know what it was, you know? But, yeah, I, I just got to the point where enough is enough. I need to live my life. Well, I'm now 18 and I'm still having problems with drugs probably because I've just got like, the wrong sort of friends and a lot of my friends use drugs and I can't really get away from that because that's my life. Whenever I'm struggling, my brain just like, oh, use some drugs, you'll be right. Like I can escape from everything when I use drugs, but when I don't, I have to deal with all the shit that I don't know how to deal with. Started this year, I got into Yakwa, um, part of the Youth Homelessness Advisory Council. I did public speaking in front about like Department of Communities, like a big board of people. And I don't talk in front of people, but I managed to do it and I actually did quite well. We're basically just trying to, trying to end homelessness. We're trying to just make everything better for young people. Like we've, we've looked into mental health, we've looked into like drug and alcohol, homelessness, all of that sort of stuff. And it all comes in hand in hand at the end of the day. Instead of just throwing people in jail, give them support instead of just being like, look, you broke the law, you're going to jail, fuck you. Ask them what they need. 
The 2018 Review of Government Services report found that in 2017 and 2018, 28 Aboriginal children and four non-Indigenous school-aged children did not receive any education whilst in Bankshire Hill. Every other state had a 100% attendance rate. The same year, two children attempted suicide and there was a minor self-harm event on average every two days within the centre. Consistent allegations of human rights abuses, including long periods of isolation of young people, in addition to these other facts, demand that something needs to change for our young people. We can do better. If we invest in community-based diversionary and rehabilitative programs, we can support young people to turn their lives around and have a positive future, reducing the need for places like Bankshire Hill. Stories from the Inside is brought to you by Social Reinvestments WA, a coalition of Western Australian organisations trying to build a better justice system. Produced on the lands of the Wadjuk Noongar people, we pay the respects to their people, past, present and future. The podcast is researched and produced by Elsa Silverstein. Sophie Stewart is the executive producer. Our music is by Ned Beckley from the Equate Studio. To help spread the message, subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends and consider giving us a five-star review. For more information or to get involved in the campaign, head to socialreinvestmentswa.org.au.